Welcome to Tennis Sucks, powered by Selkirk. I'm here with Travis Rettenmeyer, uh, king of the paddle toss. And uh, I'm Graham D'Amico. And Roman Porsche. Porsche? Porsche. You know, I think, I mean, you've gotten it wrong every time you said it. So maybe let's just go, I mean, let's just go with like Rowan. Row, you know, or, you know, just something really Rowan. easy for the okay. listeners, you know. Row's good. Okay, yeah. King, yeah, of, I mean, king of the mispronunciating people's names. No, I, I don't. I don't blame you for that. I, I, maybe in my life, there's been three people that have gotten first and last, right? You know, so Thank I don't. You. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay, Jack. all right, let's start over. It ain't easy. This is a tennis sucks podcast, powered by Selkirk, with Travis Reitenmeier, <laughs> Graham D'Amico, and Rowan. Well done. Beautiful. Let's start uh, with PPA Rockwall. Hopefully, uh, not not as scathing this time, Trav. What do you got? Uh, you know, I actually got glowing reports. Graham's going to say it's because I did well. Of course. You were happy. probably has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I was happy, actually, but I played like, an, you know, I played angry, which is, you know, I realized very quickly it's how I have to play. Um, but yeah, you're really winning over all the other players. In, care less. In, in the- <laughs> Not here to make friends one bit. Uh, and I, and I, I got to be honest, there's a few players that fucking love me, okay? few that really dislike me. I'm pretty me. sure you're going to be playing only singles here by the time you're 42. <laughs> That's a long ways away. All right, 41. <laughs> okay. It's a little sooner. Um, yeah, you know, it was good. They had three food trucks. They had uh, covered courts that were spread out by more than three feet. And I would say 80% of the professional matches were played on a singular court, either the grandstand or the center for the uh, doubles and mixed so I don't think I actually played one match where someone was beside me with balls flying everywhere, uh, which was a huge change, obviously, from the APP in Houston, where balls were everywhere. Uh, it was windy, cold, said good food, great play, uh, played with Marietta Wright, super fun, couldn't be a nicer girl. Do you call her Marietta to her face, or is it just Etta? I call her Etta. Yeah. But her name's Marietta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call her Etta. Very quiet. You know, Rowan, like definitely, he gets her name correct. Definitely yours, a yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, her name's Trav. easier. Definitely a yin and yang. She doesn't say too much. Uh, very sweet. And Where's she from, Etta? She lives in Utah. So oh, it was interesting because I play, we played a player from Utah that I had a little conflict with, and I was not smart enough to take her into account. But fortunately, she told me later that they you know, didn't live that close and weren't that close. Oh. But I got into a slightly heated argument over some some very poor line calls, which um, I have told people this in the past, and I believe this truly. I am definitely a, a pretty aggressive guy in, in, in the context of pickleball and maybe a bit of an asshole. You can even call me that. But fair as can be, and fair is fair. And the particular person we were playing acts like he's your best friend, but he'd steal your lunch money if you weren't looking. And so... Um, that was actually probably the most fun for me because I don't mind that kind of conflict. Got to play Tyson twice, uh, beat him both times. Wes Burroughs and I beat him in doubles, he and Jay, and then got him in mixed with Lee Waters. Also got into it with Lee a little bit, which I don't <laughs> mind. She's very, very feisty. Respect for that. Uh, she was wrong, but, you know, she's feisty, so I get it. I would, I get feisty if I lose to someone, you know, too, but you're going to lose a lot more to me, Lee, so get used to it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we, I think the best match of the week for, for me, for us, was uh, the, the bronze in the mixed. We'd gotten smoked earlier in the week, Ed and I, by Jay and, and Jesse Levine. And Jesse is a monster, man. She's got this fade. What's her last name again? Uh, Jesse Irvin. Oh, what did gotcha. I say, Levine? Yeah. Yeah, Irvin. 
I'll get it right. But that yeah, she's a monster. And uh, yeah, we, we got, I think we lost him like, a, I don't know, 11-1, 11-4 or something like that. And actually beat him in the bronze 11-8 in the third game. Edo was incredible down the stretch. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a great time. Got to play the Johns brothers in the semis of the dubs and men's. Took a game off of them. Didn't that was play big. A great, that was big. Didn't play a great game three. But, you know, the rock wall crowd was booing me because obviously they're PPA and I was shouting MLP and all these things. This was before the Vibe merger happened. So we were getting real chippy. And, uh, yeah, I had a blast. I had a blast being the villain. Uh, I had a blast getting fiery with some of the other players. And uh, definitely on a personal note felt like I kind of found my form and was playing as well as I could play. And Clark Benassi, who's currently on the court in front of us, in the gray t-shirt and white hat was one of the commentators he during was. some of your matches. And God love Clark, man. Like the guy was there cheering for me and he, <laughs> you know, he's obviously there with the PPA, but, but was cheering for me, which I really appreciated. Oh, and during and his commentating, he was talking up MLP. That's my man. It was Clark. great. <laughs> that's my man, Benassi. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, before I realized that there was a players round lounge at PPA where I could get some food and drinks, Clarky was bringing me some snacks from the, from the, um, Yep, cookies. Cookies and a sandwich from the sponsorship tent, which I'm not allowed in. And, whoa, almost got me. And, yeah, Rockwall, Rockwall was great. Also a really nice hotel. Thank you, Paul Romero, for hooking it up. Uh, so, yeah, we had a great time. Graham should have been there. Yeah, that's if, he, actually, if he had been, I would have probably gone gold-gold, but instead just, you know, That's whatever. the one I'm really upset I didn't make it to. Yeah. Um, watching it as a spectator on the stream... It definitely looked, I think the wind helped you guys, I hate to say, especially in men's. Yeah. Because both you and Wes, I felt like had your drives going, and I feel like driving the ball and, you know, rushing the net is an effective way to win Win in heavy winds. No question. And so you guys had that going. And a couple, the couple matches I got to see on stream, I was like, okay, yeah, these guys just seem to keep, you know, pounding and coming in. Yeah, I think particularly... Um playing with Wes as opposed to Marietta. Marietta was very, really good on the forehand cross-court dink. Wes is really hyper-active as a player, you know, super, super aggressive. And when the game slowed down, it, it didn't work for us. So we, we, we were very conscious of the fact that we were going to drive and try to uh, put a lot of pressure on the opponents just with hand speed and athleticism. It's actually something I want to talk about. I think that we should spend more time on it in another episode about tape on the paddle, lead tape on the paddle, okay. really fast. Interesting, I'll go really fast. I actually dropped my weight for Rockwall because I had so much trouble last time in Cincy controlling the Dura, also in Houston in slightly colder conditions. I dropped my weight probably a half ounce, I'd say. and Because the ball is hard, it's cold out. Because the cold Duras the ball is harder. Fast. Duras are fast, they harden up, and I had so much more control it was frightening. Like, and this like, is something shit. new I think we're kind of discovering. Maybe you knew from tennis, but I feel like we're discovering it and maybe because of JW, which is Well, it's not because of him, but, but he was, he, I think he was subconsciously doing it, but yeah, it's different He's than tennis. He's hyperactive with the changing of He's leg changing tape. it all the time. Like he literally puts it on in one inch strips and is adjusting match to match, moment to moment. Which I love. I love the precision because I'm, I got his paddle, you know, from the last episode from his nationals, his new Franklin. And I noticed that his lead tape is cut Every inch, yeah. there's like a cut in it. Like he puts little pieces on instead of one longer strip. Correct. And you're saying it's because in the middle of a match, if he feels the ball is coming off hot, he'll take a little or off. hard. He'll he'll rip that inch off. He'll take he'll rip rip the inch off. It, it's amazing. Yeah, I love that, and yeah. I think um, we need to 
play with it even more. So in tennis, right, if it's if it's hot, which is the complete opposite of pickleball, the ball flies. So if it's hot, you'll 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 lift your tension two to three pounds to make sure the ball doesn't fly quite as much. And that's because the compressed air is expanding inside the tennis ball, Correct. and therefore the tennis ball comes off more hot. Yes, thank you for the science of it. If it's cold, uh, the ball is slow, very slow. So you'll drop your wow. tension, you'll make it, you know, instead, let's say you string your mat racket, it's 56, you'll string it at 53, 52, just to try to get a little more pop. And um, and obviously the, the, the weight of the paddle is what's that variation for pickleball. It's not, you can't adjust the tension, it's, it is what it is. But uh, you can adjust the weight, which, you know. Yeah, and so like in Florida. Can adjust the response. The ball, for the most part, it's 100 soft. degrees. Yeah. It's soft. And we want to put away shots. So we try to weight our paddles way up yeah. to crush the ball. That's not the same when you go to somewhere like Rockwall, Texas in the winter when it's 40 degrees outside and you're playing a Dura and the ball's flying, so you're taking the weight off. Correct. I like that. I think that is a good point for people that are, you know, playing a little more advanced pickleball. Think about your, your tape based on weather conditions. Yeah, adjust, adjust, adjust it based on that. Adjust, adjust your weight slightly. Um, yeah, I think that's that's worthwhile, and it, it won't be so extreme. Like some people were even talking about different paddles. I think that's too much, but I think you can adjust the response of the ball. You got, you're good, Mario. You're good. Adjust the ball, or adjust the weight of your paddle, and uh, and that will give you the response you desire. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's great. That's uh, uh, that taught me a lot about the whole lead tape thing. I don't really know anything about that, you guys. So thank you for that, uh, Trav. I, I did. I was trying to keep up with your PPA Rockwell Rockwell results, but I, I was I was looking fifty and up. That's where I should be looking, right? For Say it again, you were looking where? I was looking fifty plus. Uh, for your results, I, I couldn't find anything. Man. I don't, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate so. that. I like so, this. Uh, Rowan's not. Even, yeah. even, well. even, even at 50 plus, I'm going to chop these kids up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you dealing with? I'm made of wood. Graham says petrified, but wood. I like it, Row. Let's talk a little uh, about minor league pickleball. Uh, you had, what event was that? Was that a month ago now, Graham, that you guys competed in? Uh, that was somewhere in Texas as well, correct? Oh, minor league pickleball. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no. I, I, I was distracted by this great point in front of us here. Uh, yeah, minor league pickleball, and I, I think I might actually know more about this than Travis. So they started up something new, kind of a beta run, a test. Um, minor league pickleball, basically for anyone that didn't play MLP, right? So you're not a major league pickleball pro. You're maybe a step below that, and it's run by Duper, which is a rating system. And what we called it was a Duper 22 and a Duper 20, meaning you had a team of four played Major League Pickleball style, but format, but the four players had to have a rating under 22. So if you everyone was a 5.5, you'd have a 22 team. And a 5.5 is a pretty good player, but that's not really how the teams went. It was more of a mix of like a 5.2 with a 5.8 or a 6.0 with a 5.0 to make up a 22 and then same thing for the 20 team. And so I actually kind of, you know, Florida Smash brought two teams, one for the 20 and one for the 22. And, uh, you know, one of the players actually here on the court in front of us, Evan Pratt, played in the, uh, 20, the 20 team, Florida Smash. And we did well. We got second and third out of 12 teams in each division, but... Man, I looked at the views. I don't know if you've looked on YouTube because we streamed it on Sunday, the, the semis and the finals. It has as many views as a PPA Sunday. 
I think something like 18 or 19,000 when I looked yesterday, which is pretty awesome. And the players that came with me from Florida, shout out to all of them. I don't want to name them all, but lots of great players, Austin, Austin and Ed and all those guys, Nate, Drew, uh, said it's the most fun they've ever had playing pickleball. They weren't playing for a ton of money, you know, maybe 500 bucks a guy. But the format, along with the level of competition with fans at Austin, you know, Dreamland, they said there was nothing else like it. And the amount of outreach since then from high-level pros, I'm talking 6-0 to 6-3 pros, that have said, I want to be on the next team. I've had at least 20-some people at that level say to me these are top players in the the country i want to play the next minor league event and so i'm really excited about it josh elliott spoke super highly of it another one of our players in the team sorry josh yeah also an an engaged fella and i think we actually might have a new player here this julian kid don't know anything about him but he's he's pretty good yeah he's solid for starting he's pretty good he's solid um but i think you got to talk a little bit of prize money graham because that was the one you threw out at me yesterday that my jaw dropped so, from what I understand, we're going to do six events next year. And don't take any of this. It changes on the daily. But roughly six events. Uh, the first one I think they're shooting for is Cincinnati, an indoor, new indoor facility in Cincinnati. And then Florida, hopefully, after that. But I was told, possibly, the prize pool is going to be 120000 per, per event. And 60000 to the winning team. Which I responded with, I hope that's not my money. But no, I, I basically said is you're going to make some MLP players, Major League Pickleball players, not happy. Because if you're on the 24th team of Major League Pickleball and you walk home with three grand right, or four grand. what I can tell you is, is another sport. Like <laughs> no one in the minors is making what a guy's making on the Cubs, you know. And like, then the winner on, of Minor League Pickleball walks away with 15 grand. I think there's going to be some. I'll angry, drop down. Yeah, some, I'll drop down today. There's going to be some sandbaggers. I, I'd love to be the. I'd love to be the Florida Smash sandbagger. Oh, but uh, I hope it happens. I hope we actually do these six events. I know the merge slowed us down a little bit in our planning, but I hope it happens, and I hope it is very good prize pools. I don't have to be that good, but really good prize pools, because I think that people will show up for that. I think there's a bigger contingency of people that want to see the next level down because they feel closer to it. I know me, you know, I play at a four, five, five, Oh level. I know that when I watch that level, I think, okay, I'm a little closer to that. I understand this a little bit more. Maybe I could reach that someday. When I watch, when I play Travis, I'm thinking that'll never happen, you know? And I think there's a lot of people like me that enjoy watching that, watching those matches and watching a level closer to what we play at on rec courts. Makes sense. Yeah, how many MLP teams have minor league teams currently? I don't even know if that's how they're going to do it. Okay. Um, For this last event, I know uh, the ranchers had a team, and actually the owner of the ranchers played on one of the teams. He's a fairly good pickleball player. He played on the... Tim Klitsch. Yeah, Tim Klitsch. He played with his friends. It was actually a lot of fun, and shout out to Tim Klitsch. Love that guy. Super nice. The guy who wears the cowboy hat, if you see him, every time he's at an MLP event. Um, so he was, I want to say he had a team, there might've been three. I think there were three teams from major league pickleball that represented minor league teams, but I don't know if necessarily that major league teams are going to own minor league teams. I don't know if that's how the format is going to be. 
Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I know that Florida Smash is going to own a team. No matter what I have to do, we're going to be represented at Minor League Pickleball because I'm as excited for that as I am for Major League, honestly. Okay. So yeah. is it, but is it, it's MLP, like they're, they're MLP events, right? Like it's a, it's the same it's format. Like a subsidiary of, of MLP or is it a completely different? We don't know thing? yet. Okay. Okay. We don't know. I don't want to speak on that. I think it's going to be its own entity. Okay. Cool. It's going to be loosely tied with Major League Pickleball. Just because of the format, and you know, it looks the, it looks the same. Minor league pickleball, major league pickleball, and we're gonna have a Florida Smash team. So there's gonna be tie-ins. I just think that it's gonna be its own entity for people who can't quite, you know, that a feeder up to. And, and I think the way they're talking about it now is something else you talk about. The collegiate championships are happening this weekend, also that. in Dreamland. So also I presented by Duper. Also, I think the thought process is okay. You play college pickleball, right, for a club team. You graduate to minor league pickleball if, you, if that's the path you're taking, right? And if that works out for you, you eventually become a professional player and play in major league. And it's kind of a stepping stone for young, you know, collegiate athletes to work their way up. And it all ties in with Duper. I think Duper, Duper is really the factor that combines all three of them. Okay. Uh, okay. If that helps. Yeah. No, that does. Um, Great, Graham. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Trav, I know you hated having to be so quiet there. Um, it's... I can manage. What's your take on minor league? What do you think about it from what little you know, from what um, you've heard? I don't really have a take on it. Did you watch the stream? A little bit of it. Like, I, I understand it, it. From a viewing perspective, it didn't appeal to me that much. Okay. Uh, but I think, you know, that's... I, I totally grasp the concept that... You know, if you're a 5 player, you want to watch maybe more pickleball that's around your level. And I, I relay it to kind of like my, my tennis days as a kid, seeing it myself at the tennis club. And my dad would sit there and watch matches over and over and over of his doubles buddies playing. And that was really intriguing to him. It was horribly boring to me, <laughs> yeah. but he loved it. You know, and, and I think that that, that kind of compares. So uh, I get the appeal to the, this, the rec pickleball community. Uh, for myself, it... It wasn't something that I was really that tuned into. But I, what I did like about it as I watched it was the energy of the players, the fact that they were so juiced up, and, and I could see how much fun they were having. And it was definitely some, some good quality pickleball. Uh, but if I'm watching pickleball, I want to watch JW and Ben play. Yeah. He's an elitist. I am. Yeah. Bougie. Shocker for sure. Um, all right, Trev, let's go uh, NML update. So, man, these guys tell you. Whew. Um, Little prima donnas. Uh, we were trying to come to terms on the scoring format, which was taking a while. We couldn't come to terms for a few weeks. We have a, a venue here that's building a court for the event, so they obviously wanted to know that this was a, event was going to happen for certain before laying concrete or doing market. And I think given the response that we've had, it only makes sense to do this as an event, to do this where people can view it, watch it, be intrigued by it, so um, we finally came to a scoring format that we can use, which is three out of five to 15, which I don't think favors me or them significantly. I think it's a, it's a fair bet. You know, before, again, they wanted three out of five to 21, which I thought was a lot of running. And then we had a slight adjustment to that. I still thought it was too much running. And, you know, as a 39-year-old guy, I didn't want to see myself losing based on the fact that I just was getting exhausted. Because, again, the bet was I can beat you, not that I'm a a jackrabbit that runs all day. Uh, I'm not Julian Arnold. That guy can run forever. But 
It looks like now we're gonna have to push it back. We were looking for December 17th due to the venue and the uh, preparations that we wanna take. We're now looking at January 7th, which the NML guys were not happy about and are complaining about. Uh, I think they are fine doing it at a park and just putting it on a stream, which I don't think is a bad idea, but I don't think it's the right idea for, uh, for something where we're gonna have 200 grand on the line and you know, we've had the interest drawn from, from the people we've had, had it drawn from. So it only makes sense, in my opinion, to do it at, at Ferg's here in St. Pete, which is a badass bar, a great venue. We'll have a lot of people, you know, sitting there getting hammered, having fun. So uh, I, think, I think we're at a point now where we can start planning the event and where terms have been agreed to. But, you know, anything can happen. This is a, this is a work in progress. And and my, my honest take is these guys don't want to do it. So we'll see what happens. But you said that they want to do it in a park like now. So they do want to do it. Yeah, I think that's their, their kickback. But I honestly think that's just a way of saying that, um, that they don't want to do it the way I want to do it. And maybe it is a park. Maybe they do want to do it. I could be reading that wrong. Bro, and I want it to be known that I bet Travis 100 bucks it wouldn't happen on December 17th. I think that's wrong, but I'm going to pay you the 100 anyway because I don't, I don't really care. But I'm pretty sure he said the event wouldn't happen, which was the bet. Okay. okay. And then uh, maybe, we'll maybe there was a second bet on that, which is what he's saying now, and then I'm going to owe him another 100 or something like that. That's what he says, but he, he gets things wrong all the time. <laughs> uh, I think I don't – you guys think some – You can Venmo me. I'll put it into cryptocurrency. <laughs> that worked out well. Fuck crypto. <laughs> you guys think uh, some local St. Pete tennis players have been listening to the to the pod because we got four people out there right now. I know it's a huge night tonight for oh, tennis. Wow. Yeah, insane. I've never seen that. Insane yep. over there. The tennis yeah. courts, ladies and gentlemen, tennis sucks. These people obviously don't know pickleball. Oh, they're bad uh, at it though. Of course they're bad at it. There's no good tennis players anymore. Nobody plays. You have to play to be good. Um, yeah, I think this is just. Uh, this is just for show. They knew we were. They knew we were doing the podcast tonight. You know, every other night it's empty. Yeah, the courts are full with four people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, great, you guys. Um, that that's that'll do it. Wrap. Yep. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, get a little send off. All right, tennis sucks. Uh, always will suck. Hate tennis. Please play pickleball if you can. Don't put your kid in tennis. It'll ruin him psychologically. He might end up like me or she. We don't want that. So have him play pickleball. A lot more fun. Make more friends.